We're back. Are we? We are. Yeah. We're back. Man, what an exciting couple of weeks we've had. It's been, <laughs> we've had a lot going yeah. on. It's Plenty. been good. Yeah. Uh, so our last few intros have been kind of long, and mm-hmm. so I think we can probably keep this one pretty brief. Yep. Plus, like, big events are kind of over for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Now. <laughs> and now it's time to start prepping next year. Yeah. Prepping for next year. Uh, we're gonna thank the patrons in the in the ish point in the ish middle. Point. But uh, I do want to say, like, you know, it's holidays. Circumstances change. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you can't support financially anymore, um, and and you can support by sharing the show. Yes. But if you can it's support, free. it it really does help. Mm-hmm. We did lose a couple patrons, so every dollar does count. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if if you've been listening to the show for a while and you feel like a dollar or something is something that you could support the show with, it would mean a lot. It would make a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, I think jumping into this episode... Oh, boy. We talked about it a couple times yeah, we, already. we've more than talked about it a couple of times. Yeah. I think we were giddy with excitement, talked about it a few times. Yeah. Quite a few times. So, anyway, this has been... If you haven't seen some of the social media, um, follow us at Look what <laughs> LWID Project mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yes. But uh, Evaporust has been just on our list of yep like wish we could yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, look what i wish we yeah, could interview. yeah yeah for a long long time yep. almost since the start of the show yes and aaron managed to kind of um befriend them and mm-hmm. we got an invite to the headquarters of evaporust mm-hmm. and got to hang out with david harris yes and just the nicest guy his wife was super sweet mm-hmm. and uh hopefully we'll get to hang out with him a little bit more yeah and there's yeah. some cool stuff that they're getting ready to do that they talk about or he talks about <laughs> yes. in this show yes but evaporust is a product that aaron uses all the time mm-hmm. i've had something sitting around for a while with some evaporust to mm-hmm. use so as we're recording this we're actually making a video yeah. of of me using it as well, yep. or Aaron and I yep. using it as well, but uh, yeah, this this episode is super cool, and I think just a different conversation from anything we've had. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, you'd have to listen to it, but like, this is a different type of creator than we've ever talked about. There's no one else that we've spoken with that does anything remotely even s- similar to this. Right. So, it, for photos that Heather took, www.lookwhatidid.net. Mm-hmm. And then you can follow us, obviously, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and otherwise, enjoy. Probably. If that's the comfort. Oh, you can sit there. Oh, I'm yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I'm good right here. It'll pick up pretty well. Yeah. It yep. just makes me. Yeah, that's fine. Kind of makes me want to go cross eyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't look at it. <laughs> what? I have cool. the blue mic? Yeah. <laughs> Did we switch them? No, I've always had the blue mic. Okay. All right. Um, first, I'm going to tell you, I'm terrible with names. Aaron. Aaron. Heather. Daniel. 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 Okay. Got it. I'm also Daniel. terrible with names. Fortunately, okay. I have a plaque that says your name. Right there. <laughs> Literally facing Hello you. there. David uh, W. Harris. Yeah. Is it Mr. Harris? <laughs> um, well, thanks for having us. Oh, and, yes. and we'll just start with so. who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm David Harris, and uh, most days I run Harris International Laboratories. Uh, we make evapor rust rust remover. We make well, a variety of chemicals that uh, are used for restoration. Are used in industrial applications for removing rust, preventing rust, t- 
taking paint off of things. It's a uh, there's a line of products there that we've developed over the years, and uh, uh, we market all over the world. Did did making a because Evaporust is the brand that we know you for, mm -hmm. and probably seems like kind of the the name you know the marquee right that is, name that's the bulk of our yeah. Products, yeah um did that come from a personal necessity for you like were you looking for something to remove rust or you just saw that need in the marketplace for no it, it's like any cool invention it was a lab accident i mean it's, it's like one of those disney <laughs> like <movies>. putty <laughs> <laughs> like flubber yeah, yeah kind of like a disney movie mm -hmm. so you were working on a nasa project <laughs> yes. And, <then laughs> and yes exactly mm. no I, I my deg i have a degree in chemistry and I, I did chemical development for years and years uh before for other people and uh as i was starting this company which wasn't started to make evaporist it was started to make just industrial chemicals. That's where my background is. Uh, Evaporust came from prior to me coming and starting my own company. I'd done some work on a rust inhibitor. And okay. I'd, I had a whole bunch of rusty stuff, and I was putting things on them. And, and one of the tabs that I was working on, there was no rust when I got done with it and after a couple of months. And I thought, well, that's strange. It shouldn't have done that. Um, so... I took it and looked at it and looked at my notes, and I made a chemical from that that would remove rust, but you had to heat it to like 170 degrees or it wouldn't do anything. And uh, it was completely Heat the useless. metal or the chemical? Both. Oh, okay. Oh, everything and, down. And it, didn't, it, didn't, it, it, it was completely useless. I mean, no one's going to heat 100 and stuff <laughs> up to that. So, But it was cool because it was pH neutral and it was safe, and it was, I mean, it had all the other attributes except it just had to be heated. And so I shelved it, and you know every every inventor chemist you know has projects that look like they're going to work, but they just don't. And you have a whole bag full of them, and you pull them out every once in a while and mess with them. And uh, that's what I did with Evaporust for I don't know, three or four years. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, I, I I forget what I was doing. I, something was with zinc I was working with, and uh, it seemed to. Uh, I pulled it back out and, and thought I'd try it, and it seemed to kind of work a little better, and I did not realize what was causing it. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to take six months off, and I'm going to figure out what makes this product work because it shouldn't even work. And when I figure out what it works, maybe I'll be able to make it work at room temperature. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did. And then one day during that six months, uh, after studying it, looking at it, I figured out how it worked. I made a couple of adjustments to it, and it just came on like a light bulb. Yes. It was the first. I mean, it was, it, it's very cool to develop something chemically that no one has ever done before. Oh, yeah, know, Aaron and I have that people. feeling like every week. I'm that's sure you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get that a lot. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah, and it, was this at like a home lab? I, at the time, I was working for myself. Uh, the company I worked for, which was here in Springdale, had gone out of business and basically just told everybody to go home. Ooh. And I said, you know, and I'm going to go work for myself because – if it fails, I'll have to go work for somebody. And if I don't try it, I'm just going to have to go work for somebody. Mm -hmm. So really, it's the same thing. Right. <laughs> so huh. I just, I, I went and uh, I had, my, I, you could see it was going downhill. And I'd made some arrangements for, to uh, uh, start my own business. And uh, so I was working over on, I don't know if you know where Lynette Street is, but I had half my garage. It was about the size of this office here. That was all of Harris International Labs, and <laughs> I had a computer, and I had uh, a bench top, 
and that was my lab, and that was it. That's where I went to work every day. I got from the bedroom, came in like half the garage, and went to work. So I imagine finding tools for a garage lab is harder than finding a table saw for a garage workshop. Like, because <laughs> yeah. we're on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist all the time, finding you know, like mm-hmm. somebody doesn't need this mill anymore or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. But I imagine that microscopes or whatever you're using to look eBay. at this stuff. eBay. Our, okay. All yeah. right. Half this, half this company's built off of eBay. <laughs> I mean, really it is. Wow. Because they don't make stuff for exactly what you need. Right. You buy the general and then you have pounds of people that build, tweak it, to, tweak it and make it what uh-huh. you want it to be. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's how we started off back then. Everything we had was uh, eBay. And you just kind of cobbled together cobbled a lab in, yeah. and you're, yeah. Exactly. That is the crate. That's like I never. I guess the the way we do it is all m- like making physical materials, right? So mm-hmm. like it's I I've never even considered a scientist doing research and development in their garage, but it makes sense when you say it. It just seems it's basically an overgrown kitchen. Yeah. Really, what it is? I mean, seriously, <laughs> that, that's really what it is, it's, and. Uh, uh, you don't need a whole lot to be right. able to, to do that type of stuff. So that's what we did. You say that. I would need a lot of education. <laughs> <laughs> that's about however long that takes is how much I would need. I'm missing yeah. 20 yeah. years of different decisions <laughs> <laughs> to get to oh, that point. Uh, <laughs> better decisions, maybe, yeah. yeah. So you get to the point where you have something that can sit at room temperature and do this same work. And there's something that I find interesting. So you're saying a lot about like zinc and chemistry but it's marketed as and has so far proven to be mm-hmm. um, like bio, it's biodegradable, right. non-toxic, non-toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and absolutely. that's just the way it was put together that it doesn't have. Well, that's what made it interesting that, I mean, it just happened to be these way, this way. Uh, but that's what made me develop. I mean, if it had been hazardous, I mean, there's plenty of hazardous rust removal. Right, I right. Would, it, I would have mm-hmm. never even played with it. I mean, it would just been like another uh, hazardous rust remover. Right. Uh, so the fact that it was non-toxic, non-corrosive, you know, biodegradable, non-flammable, I mean, virtually it's a, it's safer for a human than a sink full of dish detergent. I mean, it really is. And um, it, had it not been that way, it wouldn't have been worth it. wouldn't have been interesting. I mean, yeah, it, it would have been, been one of many. Because, like, Hand Tool Rescue, I think, at one point, like, gets in a 50-gallon drum of it and comes back out. And it's just like, I wouldn't do that with any other rest remover ever. <laughs> well, and he doesn't wear gloves a whole yeah. lot either. And there's times that, like, we talk about, it's like you're halfway through a project and you look down and you're like, I'm not wearing anything I should be. Right. Yeah, no That's protection. The, the one thing about, like, with Evaporus that, you know, in the times that I've used it for different projects that I've had is that... There's no, like, I'm not wearing a mask because it's not, like, caustic. It doesn't smell. It doesn't stink. I'm not worried about it if I, like, shut the container tight, if there's something, if it gets hot or whatever. It's it's really, really interesting. And it's by far, like, the best thing I've ever used so far. Yeah. You know, um, it's amazing. It, it really, mm-hmm. it truly is. And, and, you know, and I'd take credit. I really would. I'd take credit. For saying, you know, yes, I dreamed this up and I worked and I developed it, but honestly, <laughs> just I kind mean, of stumbled on it. Well, it stumbled, and then three years of tweaking, and, right? And, stumbled and, on the building and, blocks, but and the building blocks were, were, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, it does definitely set it apart because I mean, like you said, you know, like navel jelly. I used to have some rims, and so I tried everything to get rust off of them, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like none of that stuff was fun. Yeah, phosphoric acid. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I mean, 
and and that's pretty much. I mean, it's those have been around since know, since the twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, gelled acids, and that's what everybody. When we first started doing this, people would come up and go, "This technology doesn't exist. Therefore, <laughs> you're you're invalid." You know, we, we're not really? going to, we can't accept this. And we had people walk around behind our booth and look for uh, sandblasters. They thought we were taking our parts and cleaning them up and coming <laughs> back out. I mean, literally, we did. Wow. And uh, it took, that's why we hand out samples. If we had to, if I had to guess how many samples we've handed out, it would be in the hundreds of thousands. No joke. Because people just, I mean, you, they're used to being lied to anyway all the time. Yeah. So when you tell them, they just go, whatever, and then you, you, you got to try it. I mean, it's the only mm-hmm. way to, to convince people. It is hard to believe. I remember yeah. when you first started talking about it, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, um, and I think for, so not everybody is removing rust on a regular basis, and so they're not really right. looking for a product. Um, and, and they're not necessarily going to know about Evaporust, but I think, the one thing I've seen or that I used before Evaporust was vinegar. What's the like the gain in Evaporust over vinegar well, from vine- like a science perspective? Vinegar is 5% acetic acid. Okay. So it, it's an acid. Right. And it works just like it, it, just like phosphoric acid, hydrochloric acid. It works in the same principle. It basically dissolves uh, metals and it dissolves rust faster than it does steel. So you have to watch it. And if vinegar will work fine. Coca-Cola will work fine. If you will watch them till they get down to the metal. they'll eat through the metal. If- yeah, and they'll keep eating. Or if you want to put in something that's soft like aluminum, if you got mixed metal part, you throw it in there, it's going to eat the rust and then continue to chomp all the way down through your, your stuff uh, till you've got you know a part that doesn't look the right. And then also it, it discolors the surfaces and right. makes mm-hmm. them look, look a little – they don't look as good coming out. So in layman's terms, is evaporust kind of getting between the rust layer and the metal layer and, like, parting those at what, a molecular level? Or What evaporust does is it is a chelator. And a chelator is a class of chemicals, uh, there's a wide variety, uh, that grab a metal and pull it into itself. Most chelators are non-selective. They will grab anything they come in contact with on a hierarchy of what they like to eat. Right. So like the most common one's called EDTA, uh, ethylene diamine tetracetic acid. You see it as a food preservative in a lot of uh, canned goods uh, because iron or metals that get in there uh, cause the uh, food to discolor. Nobody wants to eat a brown pickle, right? <laughs> So they Fair. put EDTA yeah. in there, and it, and it absorbs the the metals. Um, the way a, a chelator works is, is it goes by and it just picks up a piece of, of whatever, a molecule of iron or copper or tin or whatever, and pulls it into solution and holds it. So, and um, But evaporust is a selective chelator. You can't make it absorb anything except iron. A little bit of zinc, but mostly it loves iron, and it just it grabs it and holds it, and grabs it and holds it. And uh, we actually have another chemical in there that can take it away from the chelator, so that it frees it back up to go get more. And so it's like a little little assembly line there, and uh, it, it pulls, and eventually this becomes saturated with iron, and then your chelators fill up with iron, and then it stops working. Yeah, and that's when you have to get more. That's when you have to get more. That's great. 
like they almost sound like animals, like enzymes or something going and like eating <laughs> and then passing or however yeah. it's moving that process through to the next layer. To yeah, else to go yeah. back to work. And you just had to find the right stuff to like make that chain of right. interactions happen. Right. And that was one of the harder things to do was that you could make the chelator absorb the metal, and that's no problem, but it filled up really fast. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then you had to have something that would take take it away and hold it and clean, basically clean the key. It likes iron more than the chelator likes iron, and then that would uh, free the chelator up to go get more. This mm. is so fat stuff that, like... I'd literally never think about ever. <laughs> like my brain just doesn't go down that direction. Well, at the all. one thing, like, like look at this magical sauce that cleans stuff up. Right? <laughs> I mean, the first time I used it is like, put stuff in, take it out, do a rinse, or don't, do, you know, like rinse it off. Uh, I tried both ways, and mm-hmm. then it's like run it under the brass, like the wire wheel, mm-hmm. and it was perfect. I was like, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Because the amount of work, you know, that it takes, even using vinegar or like all these other things to get to that point. Right. It just, it were, is super simple. But it, I mean, it's it's more than super simple, but for me. It's user-friendly. It's very user-friendly. The, inter- I mean, the interface is simple. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> and really, you should rinse it with water. And, mm-hmm. and and that also sounds counterintuitive. You go, well, why would I, it just rusted. Why would I put it underwater? But when you pull a part out, you've got to think there's a process running. These little dudes are absorbing iron. <laughs> and when you pull it out, you stop that process, and you've got chelators on that surface that hold iron, and they're sitting trillions of them, more than trillions, are sitting all over this surface holding free iron, and the second they get out, they start absorbing oxygen from the air, and you get rust back mm-hmm. much quicker if you don't rinse it than if you do rinse it. Yeah. Well, and then you could oil it after you rinse it anyway. And just yeah. Give some protective or coat. take a hair dryer to it. Yeah, or yeah, you yeah do. You So I've done but, that on some files. You really want to get it off the surface and give it a good, good cleaning. Um, and once you're down to that bare metal, dry it, oil it, whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Use our product, Rust Block, which is a, a very good uh, uh, preventer of re-rusting. Inhibitor of the... Yeah. So that's so I imagine that this is an extremely proprietary process that works that. So like going from the moment that you have, you've created evaporust, then you have to, you kind of touched on this earlier. You then have to bring it to the market and then educate them on why this is different from anything else other than your claim that it's safer. Right. right. Um, you said that you had a, you had problem, a problem with like public perception of thinking you're doing something kind of shady behind the right. tent or whatever. <laughs> sure. How did you, Outside of giving it out to people to try, like, is that what led you into the YouTube world a little bit to like get that broader audience showing it working in real time? Or well, back in those, there this is two thousand one. There was no. Oh YouTube. yeah, that's actually. I was going to ask that. Yeah. When when does Vaporust hit the market? Two thousand one. Yeah. Okay, and we were at the time. Well, I was because it was a kind of a one man show back then. Uh, focused solely on industrial applications. Okay, but there was no thought of ever being a retail product because Uh quite honestly nothing like this existed there was no and there was no youtube where people are restoring stuff i mean basically in those days people were working on cars and that was pretty much yet i mean it really was so my thoughts were never even for a retail product we were selling it to people who were buying castings or having castings made in china they were shipping them here, and by the time they went to the South China Sea, they got here rusty. Yep. 
and uh, and they had to be machined further, so they had to get de-rusted. And we were selling it to you know some of these big tractor manufacturers, car manufacturers, uh, people that remanufacturing. Like you take you know a uh, water pump off a trash truck and solid rust, but they you know, that's the kind of stuff we were doing. Right. And uh, we did that for you know, five years before we ever did anything retail. Um, and was that an easier sell? Cause that way you could just go to that company and say, here's this thing actually working in real time. And right. Like you only had to sell to the buyer at that industrial. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of a, I make it sound easier than it was. I'm we sure, didn't, well, we didn't know anything about retail. So we were kind of bright eyed mm-hmm. and bushy tailed and stupid. Right. And, uh, well, I meant for the industrial side though. Oh, for the industrial like, side. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You could just you, walk in and like, you walk in and go, look, how much are you spending to, to sandblast these things this much? How much you're using, you're putting in an acid. Yeah. How much it costs to get rid of it? Oh, this much. You're like, look at this. And they go, oh, we'll try it. And then they come back and go, you saved us a ton of money and people love it. Right. You know, and nobody's getting burned. Nobody's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it was it's a true. very easy sale. So you had a solid footing yeah. there. So did, did somebody come to you or did you start to realize that there's, cause I think, I think people were always tinkering or building motor, like I'm a motorcycle guy, right? So like building old motorcycles, mm-hmm. like I think that always existed, but it was hard to get in contact with other people except mm-hmm. for an archaic forum or knowing the guy down the street, right? right. Like, but as internet kind of ramps up, those communities become more visible. Oh yeah. Much so more, did yeah. you see that and go, Oh, this guy would probably like to use my product instead of vinegar in his old rusty tank. Or did they come to you? Actually, the way it came about was I was sitting in my tiny little half kitchen. I mean, half garage and my phone rang and it was a farmer from Iowa or somewhere. And he said, I want to buy your evapo rust product. Okay. Uh, how much do you want? I thought, you know, 55 gallon drums, you know, I'd like one gallon. I said, well, we, <laughs> we don't, what? we don't, we don't, we don't make a gallon. Let me finish my milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, was like, I, don't, I don't, I don't make a gallon. He goes, right. well, that's how much I want to buy. How much is it? And I go, I don't know. What? Did you pay 30 bucks? He goes, yeah, I'd pay 30 bucks. All right. Oh, cool. So I went out and had to go buy a gallon and fill it up, <laughs> screw lid on it. You know, dear Mr. Farmer, you know, <laughs> off it went. And then the next day our phone rang four or five more times. And, and pretty soon we were just, it was call, constant farmers. And finally I was like, who, where are you guys seeing this? And someone had gotten a sample of our uh-huh. product from a, uh, a industrial show and had sent it to a magazine called Farm Show Magazine. I'd never heard of it. It goes out to like 400,000 farmers across the United wow. States. Oh, wow. That's a- <laughs> and it's, it, it was crazy back in those days. I mean, yeah. people actually read magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's a good circulation. That's a lot. Huge. For, yeah. It was huge. And uh, it just had a little blurb. It was, like a little, it was printed like a newspaper. had a little blurb about this product, blah, blah, blah. And I said, people actually want to buy this product for, for home use. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we decided that you know our, that would try to take this and see if there was a, anything people would retail so we uh i like how somebody created your retail business for they you. did <laughs> uh, it's like, you know really the strength of the product is really is what has carried it i mean it's not anything related to a master plan that we knew about it which is right. the product was the only thing like it at the time and mm-hmm. it was so cool and uh so I took it to a, a rep firm, which is a, a group of people that call on large 
retailers. Mm -hmm. And we went to Memphis to a very large uh, automotive retailer there. Uh, I don't know if you can say that. Wink, wink. I was in Memphis for the AutoZone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was AutoZone. Mm -hmm. We walk into AutoZone, it's 2006, and I know nothing about how to sell to these people. And uh, so we walk over there, and here's a buyer, and he's got his desk out. And I just whipped out, did a demonstration right there on his desk. He looked at it, and he was kind of shocked because I guess they don't do that kind of I've learned later that's not (laughs) what you do. Yeah, Yeah, live demonstrations are not particularly cool with professional (laughs) buyers, but I just did it. And uh, he goes, that's amazing. He said, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you. This, you know, we've been selling it for five years. And, and uh, so he goes, all right, well, would you, how much would you sell me a quart for? And I told him, and he goes, well, would you, of course, he lowballed me. And I'm like, right, okay, yeah, I don't care, whatever, let's do it. And we were in the retail business. And yeah. we walked, we left out of there, and that rep goes, I've been doing this 25 years. I have never seen that happen before. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's not it. You're like, well, lightning struck but today. Boom, there yeah. it is. But, but the flips, in, so you agree to that, but at this point, you don't have the manufacturing capability for that. Like, I mean, you can obviously produce enough of it, but you like a packaging system. Yeah, we for had to that do it all. Of... I drove back to Arkansas and had to figure out how we're going to put it in bottles. Yeah, and so put you made the deal, and, and then you're like, uh, uh, we yeah. sold everybody drink a lot of everything. milk. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we did it, and uh, you know, our very first one, we put it out there and and uh, managed to get it done, and. Uh, that's how we started in the retail business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really helped. We entered uh, back in those days. Magazines were still big, and there was a research and development magazine that was kind of very big. And they had—I uh, think they still do, may have it—a uh, top 100 inventions in the world right. contest every, and we won in 2001. Wow! Uh, and uh, which was a big deal. And uh, yeah. that really, that really helped. Big time. Yeah, it really I've never helped. won anything. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's cool. So you guys win in two thousand one with like, with yeah, the best invention in the world in two thousand one. According to this magazine, 100. one of the okay top, in the top one hundred, one yeah. top one hundred. I mean, and we're in there with like Sandia National Laboratories, you know, yeah. Bell Laboratories, and little Dinky Harris International yeah, Laboratories in Springdale, Arkansas, in Springdale, yeah. Arkansas, <laughs> and half of half a garage. So, <laughs> sending photos of interiors of a different building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my lab. This is our laboratory. <laughs> Shoot it with a wide lens in the corner, yeah. please. You know, make it. Yeah, have yeah. all the kids dressed up in white lab coats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Multiple employees. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So was this because I generating the idea sounds like it's you, but then there's kind of like starting to make the product and package it. Like, does the family get involved in that point, trying to help? Like, no. Does it become? It's no, just no, you it doing just, this thing, just, just from me, the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we had had to do it. Uh, my very first manufacturing plant was I rented from Jim Bob Duggar out on the other side of Tawny Town. Yeah. Uh, that, so he's got like an old um, hatchery, mm-hmm. and I rented one wing of it and went out there and just unheated and just filled <laughs> bottles, filled <laughs> bottles, filled just bottles. Just doing it yourself. Just doing it myself, that putting labels crazy. on it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's I, pretty rare that one man operations are actually one man operations, but it sounds <laughs> like your yours might legitimately be a one man operation. That's it was it was an interesting time, you know. It was just one of those like, ah, who knows where this is leading, but we'll mm-hmm. just keep doing it because it's you know it's paying the grocery bill right now. So yeah, we'll do that. Yours is definitely a case of preparation meeting opportunity. I think <laughs> scenario. Another thing that you guys are really well known for, I think, on social media, um, and 
what I caught my eye at Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue a couple of years ago was your truck. Oh, yeah, the truck. Mm-hmm. Is, but in this conversation, it doesn't sound like you're necessarily a restoration guy. Like, was the is the truck your baby? Like, did you find it and bring that back to life, or is that somebody in the company that... No, it was my idea. It was, uh, you know, it was... The idea was originally we were going to try to... It was a culmination of several ideas. First, we were going to dip entire cars, and we are going to. In fact, we just bought this building down here at the end of the street. Oh, yeah. Part of that is going to be where we're going to dip entire rusty vehicles. That's Um, cool. I want to see that. We're going to put huge (laughs) huge tanks in there. Uh, And, uh, in fact, uh, my plant manager and I are going next week to look at tanks to to bring back. But we wanted to show that you could take a car and – you know, nowadays when people restore cars, and restoring cars is huge. I mean, people, yeah. mm-hmm. people love it. So right. what's the first thing that, that kills, you know, your 18-year-old guy that wants to restore a car? It's rust. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he buys it. He's all excited. He pays 400 bucks for it. He drags it back home. And he opens the door, and he pulls off all the stuff. And he looks, and, he, and the door seals are full of rust, and it's rusted down the seams. And he's Wheel like, wells. Yeah, we're everywhere. Pans, yeah, yeah, the yeah. pans are Frame. rusted through. Yeah. The frames are... And he goes, holy smokes, this is going to take me the rest of my life just to get it de-rusted. Mm-hmm. Um, if he could take that and we could dip it for him, pull it out, and it'd be completely free of rust. Whatever metal was there would be there. Whatever uh, was underneath that rust would be restored to him. And, and then he could take it back and start to work on it. You know, we can't put the metal back, but whatever metal was there is still good. You can fab the yeah, fab the rest of it up. Back yeah. In, yeah. Suddenly, you've you've put yourself two years ahead on this project. Yeah, heck yeah. So that's that's the the goal there, and and they currently they've been doing that for years, but it's with with uh, assets, right? And the complaint that that is related to the acids is is that the acids get into the welds they get into the seams and then when you paint it comes back out and then you've got bubbling paint and so people i haven't thought about that 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 makes sense makes perfect sense so are people gonna have to ship their cars here obviously and then dip them and then take it but that probably saves you money still and time for sure mm -hmm. time my goal is to get it down to such a science that they can bring a car in on friday drop it off friday morning and then spend friday in northwest arkansas we would have some sort of a concierge service where we show them things to do on Saturday. Right. They go, you know, bike the bike trail, whatever they do. Yeah. Come back on Sunday afternoon. It's done. We put it on a trailer. It gives them time to get it home. That's awesome. That, Be yeah. back on Monday with a completely de-rusted vehicle ready to do their restoration. That's that would a great be idea. huge business. I'm just thinking about so many things I've seen out there. You know, having older cars. My dad's got a 49 Mercury, you know, mm-hmm. and some of the fight this he, he's had with certain parts and rust and things like that, just the oh. ease of that. Yeah, and you don't have to do entire cars. Mm-hmm. If you got doors, you just want to, you know, I, I can handle the rest of it. Just take the doors off, bring them down here, and we'll dip your doors for you. Man. That's yeah, that's so, cool. Okay, so, so you, you, the the truck yeah, was was yeah. designed to demonstrate that. And then also uh, I and mean, we found it, the truck up in Avoca, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it just had a cool look to it. Yep. We, we drug it back here, took the hood, the the cab off, and de-rusted it. And then the original paint under there was still there, and it just was just cool looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just said, "What the heck? We just clear coat it. Maybe it's a, we thought it, we'd call it the throwback look, and maybe <laughs> people would catch on to that, and then they wouldn't even have to sand it or or get the paint off of it. You just go with the 
you know, kind of a resto rod looking yeah, yeah. kind of a, a little rod. bit of rat rod kind of style. Yeah, but but at the same time, people can lean up against it without getting rust on them. That's, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a good. That's the thing I hate about rat rods. You, you always have a pretty lady, and you're like, yeah, she leans against that. She's gonna be <laughs> yeah. so there mad. There goes those white pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna be like, what's wrong with her? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> should have sat on the hood. Yeah, yeah. not no. good. Not good. Do you get a tetanus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys have also built that truck up as a performance truck too, though. I mean, it's got it, a big motor. It has a huge it. motor. Yeah. It's sitting out back. We can go look at it. Oh yeah, well, we, yeah. we, we, we may yeah. do that. Fire if you'd be so kind, I will yeah. take you oh, up on yes, that deal. Please, yeah, you go for but a it, ride in it or something. Because you guys take. The, I mean, the truck's kind of become an entity of its own uh-huh. going around to shows. Oh and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Demented is. It, it's a really cool truck. Uh, yeah, you know, on the air ride, and there were a lot of people that were very kind to us and. And it was our first build. We didn't know anything about it. Uh, we got the wheels donated. Uh, American Force did that. Uh, the turbos uh, were donated. I mean, it was a lot of not, people wanted to be Working associated together, with it. Yeah. And uh, so it, it was a, it was really nice. And it came out beautiful. I yeah. Thought. I mean, it's beautifully, it's the way it's laid out. You know, just looking at it, it's like, I wouldn't change a thing. You mm-hmm. know, because sometimes you look at something and you're like, well, I would do this. But yeah. it's slick. It's really it's yeah. it's pretty sweet. It's a it's a excellent brand ambassador, I right? Mean, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people will have a booth at one of these car shows and they put pretty ladies out or the, mm-hmm. and those are great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, the truck stops people. It yeah. really yeah. it really does, and you don't have to feed it, and it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't complain about rain weather. Trailer, you don't have to get it, you know, <laughs> yeah. like it's, pay for a hotel room, or, right? Like you said, feed right. it. But I think yeah. even back to Brand Ambassador and what you said about other brands, I think it speaks to the integrity of your brand that people want to be associated with it, mm-hmm. right? Like to yeah. to offer those other things. And I think what you've said the whole time is like, this just sold itself. I really did come up with a product that was so good that it, it has carried itself through its own life and I've been along for the ride is kind of what I... I mean, not that you've really, no, decisions really, and done... It, it really has. I mean, if, if, you, if it had been for a company of our size to make a dent in the United States retail market, right? even to the extent that we have, uh, it just doesn't happen. It's, it's really based on how good the product is. Right. Mm-hmm. People instantly... They love, they love it. They like it. They want it. I mean, I mean, if we were selling something that everybody else had, uh, we wouldn't have made it. There yeah. wouldn't have been a, wouldn't have been close. So I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's an excellent little product, and it has pulled its weight. And, uh, <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, more there, than its weight in rust. Mm-hmm. You know what I want for lunch? Ish and chips. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. Here's a roll into our ish point, right? So a wonderful warthog song and a great joke. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Let's thank our patrons. Yes, patrons. Thank you. Let's start off here. Thank you, Cindy, Jeremy, Catherine, Brian, Travis, Tyler, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Holly Hill, Allison, and Brian. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Super there's, duper. There's plenty more of supporters as well that just those are our top tier supporters but yep uh, you guys really truly make this show possible mm-hmm. and 
you are our sponsors. Every single one of you that we name, the ones that we haven't named, you mm-hmm. are the sponsors of the show. Without yeah. you, we don't have the finances to do this. So we deeply appreciate you for taking the time it's, to do that. It's a huge thing. Did everyone get their addresses to you? Not yet. I'm still missing some. Hey. So if you want a wood coaster, there's a stack. <laughs> waiting, right. If you waiting. haven't received yours yet, yep. there's a reason why. We need uh, your address. Yeah, because I have mailed everything out. And we did have a winner of the t-shirt contest. Yeah. I mailed out their t-shirt Sweet. as well last And Thursday. that was a great thing to do. I mean, there were so many people commenting on it, tagging us, in, yeah. in fact. But it's it was wonderful. It, it was, And it was fun. Yes. Um, well, so the after this episode... I'm not 100% sure what's coming out next, but Ooh. I will say that December, I think 23rd is the like the next Monday in December in the order. Mm-hmm. We're going to do another... Um, Interview us. Yeah, just... Ourselves. Like, chatting with Heather and Aaron and I about mm-hmm. what we're doing and kind of recapping the year, sort of like we did last year. Yeah. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that, and I think Me that'll too. be a fun... Me too. That being said, if you guys have any questions that you want to ask us, hit us up on Twitter... Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, email us, um, and we're still looking for great music to submit. Yes, we're going to keep using Will's because it's awesome. Yep, love that. <laughs> I mean, it's... we could, you know, I'd like to see what we, someone can come up with for like an intro ish thing. Yeah, for us and maybe an oh, ending that'd be cool. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm it's been a ton of fun. It. This episode means the world to us. Yeah, absolutely. I was nervous, excited. Yeah, like we got there and I was just like, "What do I do? What do I do? What do well, I do?" Yeah, this year's just been climbing ever higher oh just yeah every mm-hmm. everything has just been so much growth this year and so yes. much uh passion i think from the listeners mm-hmm. and support from the people that oh we've man interviewed. it's i've had people walk into my work you know and they're like hey i i really like this episode or that episode my yeah. brother texted me this morning you know yeah this is probably one of my favorite ones ever you know it's, yeah this last one just came out so. so it's just been a ton of fun mm-hmm. i think as we go into you know thanksgiving like mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing right now it's just like thank you guys everybody listening so much for supporting the show it's yes we we really look forward to what next year has as we kind of figure out what next year will be <laughs> um <laughs> so better yeah well we hope yeah um no we have a, we have some really cool stuff in store yep. as well and uh, we've really enjoyed doing events this year and i think it's just uh-huh. figuring out like what what next year's calendar is going to look like mm-hmm. and, and like hopefully more over the course of the year mm-hmm. and not just a ton like right at the end yep um but it's been fun, and I'm looking forward to. We're going to try to book some live shows. So yeah, I think uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. That'd be really exciting, and some hangout times with yeah. uh, if people want to show up that listen, support us, and all we that. Do that. I I want to I want to do something like that. We'll work into it, but okay. uh, yeah, some live stuff would be great. So otherwise, I think let's get back to the chemist extraordinaire, mm-hmm. Mr. David Harris. All right, the vaporbust. One thing, you know, is like talking about the EPA. Not that we are, but like sitting down with my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and some people that he knows. We were at like Rick's Iron Skillet, and they were talking about my dad, tinkerer kind of a thing, mm-hmm. mechanic, you know, all this stuff. And so talking about cleaning up old parts and that the cleaners anymore, and this is sort of a mindset of a lot of old people. No, I'm not. That sounded horrible. But like older people's like, you know, the chemicals used to do such a better job. Then the EPA got involved, and they don't work as well like they used to. You know, like you have certain like gum out like carburetor, and, dip, and he's you know, right, he's and right, like that. No, there's there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Having having been a chemist through all, all mm-hmm. those, I mean, it, it wasn't even the EPA; it's the Product Safety Commission. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Um, in fact, we just went through this with paint stripper last year. They took a key component of most paint strippers out called methylene chloride. 
uh, methylene chloride is <clears throat> a uh, solvent that really does a great job stripping paint and it doesn't catch on fire. Before methylene chloride, people use really, really good solvents, but they caught on fire. So oh. when you were stripping your stuff, if you were smoking, you burned your house down. <laughs> kind of not a good... No, no not a good not, combo. Not, not Quit not removing a, paint. Right, <laughs> yeah. The paint was all gone. So, But so methylene chloride came out, and and it been, it's been around since, I don't know, probably the 60s. Mm-hmm. And the problem with methylene chloride was uh, it killed people. Um Literally. I mean, they would use it in an enclosed place with no ventilation, oh. and I think in the last 10 years it killed like 22 people. Oh, wow. Jeez Louise. Yeah, and last summer or last spring, it was spring before last. Uh, anyway, some guys in Mississippi, hard to believe, but in Mississippi, <laughs> they, they were stripping a bathtub <laughs> and shut the door, and people came back, check on them, and they were dead. That's uh, no joke. Recent, you know, all that's the time I use stuff that's, that's like nuts. using a well ventilated area. Yeah. I'm like, well, this box fan's on. <laughs> I should yeah, probably well, rethink that. I mean, yeah. it makes me think of like I've used oven cleaner to strip paint, right? You know, on old like old tools mm-hmm. and different things like that. But to not have that, I don't know. That's the hard part. Even with the mask, you know, huh. wearing a respirator or whatever. You well, know? that's why we and I went back to the lab and developed Safer Race, which mm-hmm. is, we just came out with, which is a paint stripper that is. I would say 90% as effective as the methylene chloride, but I mean it's it's not toxic. It's not going to it doesn't catch fire and it, it's a, it's a it's a good little product. Mm-hmm. But there again, it's 90% as good. The methylene chloride really did a great job. It's just just the downside of death. The, yeah, <laughs> well, the whole was, the whole coffin oh. thing. Is not, <laughs> yeah, that it's 100 percent effective in more than one way. <laughs> yes, that yeah, pine exactly. box thing is really yeah. the only downside. Well, exactly, you don't have to paint them either. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, but um, like your Berryman's you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, those had uh, one 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 trichloroethane, which you just don't get anymore. Yeah. I mean, those those were uh, uh, crucilic acid. Some of those really really good working, but really dangerous chemicals. Um, you know, like um, DDT did a great job killing bugs. Mm. Bad for bald eagles. Yep. I was just about to say. <laughs> you know, yeah. those are the kind of things that we, as a, there are so many of us now in this nation that we can't have those kind of things. I oh, mean, yeah. There's just too many people and, uh, perf- the amount that's being used. The amount that's being used. Exponentially is, yeah, grown. It's yeah. just bad. So when it says using a well ventilated area, as a chemist, your advice is really truly using a well ventilated <laughs> area. They're not joking. Uh, yes. I, I, I tend to, we, because some there stuff again, you feel like they're like overprotected. Well, you're right. You know, like, and and that's going that was the point I was going to make is you know you're a lot of times you you don't know what actually is um, dangerous and what's not because they put the hazardous stuff on stuff that's really not that dangerous because lawyers are scared you're going to get right. sued. You know, it's, uh, I had a friend who owned another chemical company, or I still have him uh, as a friend, and um, he made a product you squirt up on your roof and it uh, killed the mold. And it says right on the side, don't get it in your eyes. Don't get it in your eyes. Really bad for your eyes. Got sued because somebody got it in their eyes. And they won. Wow. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> why we have that sticker on airplanes that says, this product has been known to cause cancer in California. Yeah. <laughs> or cause Californians in cancer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like only when you fly over California? Well, we've had to or... change uh, certain stickers when we ship 
in the States, especially in California with like, I'm talking about my work with like lithium ion batteries and the amount of like, never thought about it before, but flying with the battery in a camera body or in a laptop, you know, and there's, there's a friend of mine that's a pilot, commercial pilot. And he showed a video that some, like a co, another person he knows, mm-hmm. um, filmed of a bag being on fire because of the batteries. You know, it's like yeah. you just take it for granted until like someone dies from this chemical or battery catches on fire. Exactly. Or, and when, mm-hmm. and in a hundred thousand cases, it may be perfect. Mm-hmm. But in 500,000 cases, you might have one. And you have one, and that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why we have all these. And and, and quite honestly, your, your friend at the coffee shop's right. Our chemicals don't, as a rule, work as well as they used to, but mm-hmm. they're a whole lot safer. Oh, yeah. That's a fair Well, I mean, that's a big thing also is like, I mean, some of these people, if you know if they've done certain things for a certain amount of time, they've got like this nagging cough for the rest of their life yeah. or there's an you know there's an issue yeah. that's caused yeah. because of that yeah. you know their head so. jerks to the side every <laughs> so often what are you talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not a tick it's just a yeah. chemical imbalance now <laughs> you touched on this earlier a little bit saying that you just came out with the new eraser product uh-huh. right after you developed evaporust did that kind of turn you on to how you could get these things to work together to make like your products are building on each other, right? Right. And was it after you made that initial unlock that you kind of understood how things were interacting? You right. were able to move that to different uses. Yeah. Yeah. Is, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You you won't. You know, and people they trust your product brand. They want other products. That's you know that's the main thing. You don't right. want to buy a Vaporust product and then buy you know Ace Chemical another product you don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. You, but if it says a Vaporust, you go well. This one's pretty good. I assume this next one's going to be all right too. Yeah, I'm getting a really great result. Yeah, and yep. it's yeah. safer. Well, and it, yeah. it's building off the name, exactly. you know, onward and upward. And, and that's so what you have to do. But you, the, mm-hmm. the challenge of that is you can't put out crap products as a follow up. True, they have to be top notch products, and that's that is a challenge because mm-hmm. you just don't walk around and go, oh, I, I can make this, which will be better than everybody. I mean, it takes a lot of work to to build something like that. Was it harder to make the second product than the first product? In that, mm, some of them are easier, some of them are harder. Okay. I mean, rust inhibitors tend to be pretty easy. It's a well-developed field, and and they're fairly safe anyway. Um, but like this paint stripper was a monster. It was a booger. It took about two years. Wow. Uh, and that's with a team of people, not just you in your garage anyway. Unless you go home and do all the research and development in your no, garage. Lab's still. Right, right on the other side of the, it was me, but it was on the other side of the building. I'll do you show still you. do most of the research and development? I yourself? do all of it. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so. You're not even wearing a lab coat. No, but I have one. <laughs> that's the important part. I have one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what What is so? Maybe at one point research and development was. Down, well, no, it sounds like that's what you were doing. What What do you do in downtime? Like, what does David do just to uh, to wind down and kind of... You talking about at work or when I'm just, not at work? At, yeah, just you as a person, not at work. What do you do just to relax? Uh, I hunt. Okay. I hunt. I, uh, I fish. Um, I have a, I have a, you know, I have a wife that keeps me pretty busy. She's <laughs> you, a, do, you do the honey do list at home. A, she, <laughs> she told you she's a baker and a cook. I'm a dishwasher. Yeah, right. Well, I do I a did lot that of dishes. Before, yeah, I do lots of dishes. Mm-hmm. I find that very relaxing. 
We'll edit that part out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would leave it in and turn <laughs> it up. Yeah. Turn it up, yeah. yeah. Oh, I oh, love, okay. he loves love it. doing it. You're doing your part more. to help. I, I'm doing my part. <laughs> are, you, are you an Arkansas native? Did you grow up here? I did, yeah. I grew up in southwest Arkansas. Okay. A little town called Nashville. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's in Tennessee, but okay. Yeah, no, so it's, <laughs> it's north. East of Texarkana. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, you know that area better than I. Yeah. Do. Well, my brother used to shoot. Uh, lived 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 in Hot Springs, but shot school pictures, and so that was, I believe, one of their accounts. Oh yeah. Was down in Nashville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what brought Arkansas. you up to Northwest Arkansas? <laughs> uh, I got hired away from a company down there and came up here in 1994. Okay. And uh, I uh, saw the place and I couldn't believe how people were working here. Everywhere I went, there were work trucks. There were people moving. There were doing. You don't see that in South Arkansas, right? I mean, there, there's just no. There's virtually no growth going on. I mean, if it is, it's at a snail's pace. I mean, here people are they're busting it constantly. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting after it, building something, doing something. And it was just when I saw it, I said, "This is a place for me." These people are you know, they're getting after it, and uh, I've lived here 25 years now. So, yeah, yeah. This is a nice place. It really. It's, I wouldn't. I tell people yeah. from other places that it's horrible, so they stay away. <laughs> Except those darn magazines keep well, telling everybody yeah. it's like the top Facebook five ads best. too. It's like top five places to live in America. Oh. Fayetteville, Arkansas. I was like, shut up. Don't don't come here. <laughs> I like it here. <laughs> yeah, we like it just the way on. it is. Leave you us know. alone. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. People ask me. I'm like, oh no, it's terrible. Oh, Arkansas. it's, it's we don't Arkansas. Have, we on. don't have shoes. We don't. <laughs> what? How do you count? <laughs> <laughs> Still, <laughs> Vaporus secretly sells Bubba Buck teeth on the side. Yeah. Like that. Seriously, oh I mean, we don't. <laughs> Little yeah. dude, that's where all the money's made is quarter machines. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a good yeah. part of the country, to, and I think, I mean, it's it's a weird synergy of like Walmart and JB Hunt and Superior Wheels and all these big manufacturing mm-hmm. or, or retail companies. But then, to your point, it's brought a lot of entrepreneurial spirit to the mm-hmm. area as well. Oh where, yeah, there's and, little companies everywhere, and you don't even notice yeah. them. Yeah, and they're they're all over the place, and they're doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. They really, if you go up and down the street, there's people just doing, you go, really? I didn't Let's, know you yeah. guys were here. We started the show a year and a half, almost two years ago, maybe. And, you know, start, like a friend of mine had one forged in fire. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll get him for that. Like, yeah. that's that our big, that'll grab, kick yeah. off the show. Right. And then it's like, okay, now we'll find an interesting hobbyist. But really quickly, it turned into professionals and like slightly larger businesses because right. this area supports it. And there are so many. Yeah people here and we'll hear about a company and like man it'd be great to talk to them oh they're five minutes down the road evaporust shire post mint what you know it's mm-hmm. just mind-boggling mm-hmm. what's here and it also i think creates a really cool field for collaboration you know mm-hmm. where like that you can meet somebody who's doing car restoration or something and, and like pick their brain and kind of figure out what you're going to do to help that community or whatever. It's just an amazing place to live. And there's so much to do up here. I mean, you, uh, mm-hmm. the versus other places that in Arkansas, I mean, you get the bike trails, you've got all these oh. things to do. It's the bike trails have gotten and that's next on our list of like, what's our angle to talk about that? Cause it's, yeah. it runs right here behind the plant. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we can literally everywhere. We can take our bikes right there and go 
60 miles. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it is cool. Do that. Have you done the square to square? Oh yeah. We've, yeah. We did it as a company. I mean, it's, it's huh. we did it three times as a company. I wow. would have called yeah. in sick that day. There's some people at <laughs> my work that yeah. have done that. And they're like, I did it, but I hurt, but I did it. Oh, well, there's, like, there's no doubt. Yeah. You're a better man than me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Most of them just do it for the pizza and beer afterwards. But right. Yeah. But, but you still got to get there. <laughs> well, the boss said I had to go. <laughs> so like canoeing, right? It's like you, you get dropped off here and you have a pickup vehicle, right? You're not yeah. going to ride it all the way there and no. all the way back. I would no. totally build a tandem bike with you and just switch <laughs> off like every couple miles who's pedaling. <laughs> That's how we would that get called a that. rickshaw? Sure. I'd be more comfortable. Too. Yes, <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Doing whatever. <laughs> the lean back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be way more fun. <laughs> I, I do want to ask <clears throat> about like disposal of. And that's another thing that's different mm-hmm. with this product, right? Right. Is disposing of it? It's very easy to dispose of. Uh, once you get it finished, basically it's it's about like dish detergent, water, and iron. Mm-hmm. But it's chelated iron. So there's a couple things you can do with it. You know, you can put it down the drain if you want to. I'm not a big fan of putting it down the drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people dilute it with water and spray it on your grass. It's like ironite or liquid iron mm. fertilizer. It'll keep your grass green for like six weeks. In fact, one of the things we're investigating when we do this big tank over here mm-hmm. is pulling it out when it's spent and uh, using it on golf courses. Yeah, that. It's a shame you thought of that because I just thought of that myself. I was like, maybe I can just buy used evaporust and just sell it to long I mean, it's a great way like, to like, I mean, thinking about that, like what goes into it, what comes out and what you can do with it. Like yeah. that's the big thing with like paints, with like all this other stuff that like, you know, I, I get things and people give me stuff, you know, if it's like, oh, you like this? Well, here's some more rusty crap, yeah. you know, and it's just like, but I have to take it. So it's like, what do I do with this? Oh, yeah. I can't use it. I don't want to use it. How do I get rid of it? You know? Mm-hmm. It makes it tough. It, getting rid of chemicals can be very, very mm-hmm. difficult. And uh, uh, especially those old chemicals that were methylene chloride, those kind of things, really all you had to be able to do with it is pop it open, let it sit out and evaporate, which is not real great for the environment. No. I mean, not, not, the, not the best, not optimal. It's not going to make your grass green. Well, you can open That's it and wait for it to catch on fire, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's not a cigar night. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly yeah. could. Certainly could. You've got to get rid of all this chemical. Yeah. yeah. You but gotta no, shut that door. The good thing I reinforced with asbestos. <laughs> but no, the uh, getting rid of it is is uh, one of the easier things to do with it. And the other thing you could do with it, and I, I tell people that it's possible, if you have a neighbor you really are not on friendly terms with, you can take it and write something really dirty in his driveway, and then it will rust in the concrete and it won't come out. So, wow. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Build a fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Let's go with to make other people's lawns greener. Yeah. Well, I sprayed it in your grass, but I missed it. But it now I know what this I'm weird do- thing in your, yeah. in your driveway. In your driveway. No, now it says it forever. <laughs> well, no. My driveway's gravel, so. Yes. Oh, I sorry. Shoot. I don't live in it. I'm switching to gravel after this. That's <laughs> fancy paved out driveway. Uh, so if, if, if I may kid that's interested in chemistry and kind of like creating different because i think especially like with the scent of harry potter and stuff like potions and mixing things together and getting cool things to happen um has really taken off at like science museums and stuff Mm -hmm. what what is your suggestion to like my daughter maybe wanting to start to experiment with how different things are gonna interact or function with each other like what what would you like do you just buy her a chemistry set and let her start playing with that or like 
Um, what would have given you a leg up as a well, younger had, person getting into it? I had a it? couple of chemistry sets. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is, and, uh, to your point, in the United States right now, after all the a lot of jobs got sent out to other countries, back when I first started doing this, there were big companies, you know, Dow, PPG, yeah. uh, BASF. And you, I had a book you know, back in those days, a book that I could call into a laboratory and talk to a chemist that worked and made some of these raw materials, and I could get his opinion. Those are gone. Mm. Those chemists are retired. They're gone. You can't get a hold of these people. Uh, what I do as far as making chemicals, very, very, very few people do that anymore in the United States. It's, it's in fact... I did it for another two companies, and uh, uh, just as a personal, they were friends of mine, and they're like, please help us. We, we have this cool idea. Please make this chemical, and, and I did it twice for them. Uh, but it's something that the United States needs. Right. We need young people to go, you know what? I don't have to just because I got a degree in chemistry doesn't mean I need to go be a doctor. And not that we don't need doctors, but right. we got a lot of doctors. Right. We don't have many chemists. Right. And I'm not talking about chemical engineers where you're going to work and you're measuring the pipeline. And I'm talking about actual chemists who are doing basic research, making cool new products, making, you know, paints, plastics, you know, varnishes, whatever. I mean, chemists make all kinds of stuff. Chemists made this microphone. I mean, we they make everything. Uh, but they're not around anymore um, in the United States that, that I can see. And uh, so... Yes, for your daughter to get a start, I would I would say you know a, the natural curiosity of uh, why does when I take this and I add it to this does it make smoke? Why does it get hot? Why does it get cold? Why does it do this? Those kind of things, if they're naturally curious about, um, I, I I compare like you were saying with the wizard, I compare being a chemist to kind of being a wizard. Probably right. what wizards were back in the yeah, day. Kind yeah. Of half ass, you know, <laughs> chemists. Chemists. Yeah. Really. They, yeah. you know, they found they could grind up this rock and grind up that rock, mix it with water. And they got something different. Yeah. Magic. Merlin, the yeah. chemist. Merlin, the chemist. Exactly. <laughs> really. Probably. Yeah. Really was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, so if they have that bent, I, I would, I mean, Chemistry is a very good business to be in. I mean, it's it's a and it's uh, it's something. There's not a lot of uh, not a lot of people doing. So it it you know, it, and it's I, valuable work in the sense that it's needed work. It is needed work. A lot of the chemicals that you go to the store and buy are owned by big big companies mm -hmm. that the technology was developed back in the fifties and sixties, and they're they have the attitude if it doesn't. It's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. Just leave it. And they haven't been updated in forever. Uh, They're refining the product pipeline, not necessarily the product itself. Exactly. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and the people there at these companies, instead of going out and developing new stuff, they just go buy an old company, drag their chemical, put a new label on it. Look, new, improved. There it goes. Are we talking about the pharmaceutical industry? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> they, they do. I mean, that's right. Uh, we, I see it a lot. Uh, you know, some of the big companies, Rustolium, those kind of guys, they, their chemistry departments are just not that good. I think it's, you're one of, I would say one of the fewer people we've had 
who's really encouraged their field as being a growth opportunity field in yeah, I'm like to have that positive look of like we need more people in this field, in this industry, doing mm-hmm. this thing. Um, so obviously, I think like you're going to need to go to school to be a chemist, probably. You know, like to, to learn the ins and outs of the thing. I'm sure there's some people hey. that can figure it out, but <laughs> <They're open. laughs> maybe, maybe a rare, a rare one off. Boy Scout, but yeah. but also like, do, um, you know, like. 16 or 18 if i just even want to get that hands-on experience which i think is also important as well Mm because to your point there's not going to be a lot of opportunities necessarily just sitting there waiting for you when you're done um like is that something where like evaporust even would look at or harris industries i guess would look at like an internship program for u of a students or something to like kind of encourage more well, we we do have an internship oh, program. Do? Yeah, we, uh, but they're mostly high school. And uh, see, I think that's cool to start early. Actually, I think yeah. that's. Yeah. I, I think it's better because once you're in college, you already got a major. And most of them, you business. Know, if you're in <laughs> business or marketing, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're not going to help us very much. Right, you know? right, I mean, right. Really, uh, but uh, and most of our interns turn out to be my, my old college buddies' kids. Right, and <laughs> they spend a lot of time cleaning cars. <laughs> but you know, and like but, the Mr. Miyagi, of no, no, seriously, we, yeah. we, we do them all first uh, wax on, wax off, <laughs> digging holes. We, we, we're we, yeah, we they get a manual labor background. I think it's important, you gotta no, learn how to do those kind of things. Time. But then, you know, at the same time, we encourage them and show them, hey, look, you know, it, you can't take a 15 year old and go, look, now this is you know, strontium and this is you know. Uh, another chemical that it's over their heads. But if you can just show them, look, here's where the road starts and here's where the road ends. And at the end of the road, it's pretty cool, but I mean, you got to go through all this stuff. And I think we've actually achieved zero people becoming a chemist, but uh, we've but, tried. Yeah. And sooner or later, there's going to be a person that comes out of that. And actually I was thinking while you were talking, your wife is a chemist. My daughter's a chemist. They both love to bake, and yeah. that's chemistry. It right? is. And cooking's yeah. chemistry. Yes. So you could even take elements of that and start to extrapolate that out. Sure. Into Absolutely. Other stuff as well. I mean, there's um, um, there's a whole series on the chemistry of cooking. Yeah. And it's I, very cool. And, yeah. it, and, and, and in fact, when I saw it, I was like, hey, you know, I haven't even thought of that. Mm-hmm. that. That you're actually doing these types of chemical uh, adjustments to your food before you eat it. Yeah, and, just looking uh, at it that way. Yeah, no, it, it, it's very interesting. What's the last movie you watched where something chemistry-wise happened and you're like, nope, <laughs> that is not how that works? Uh, there are many of them. Many, <laughs> many. Was Chernobyl many, accurate? Many, many, many. I <laughs> see Chernobyl, but... Uh, oh, you I'm, should watch it. It's Breaking really Bad, good. perhaps? <laughs> I don't even Different know. kind of chemistry. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still. Yeah. Not a movie guy. I don't own a television. Oh, so, wow. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't watch TV. That's probably smart. You'd probably get way more. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. if we'd have Evaporust if you were binging Breaking <laughs> yeah, Bad on I'm that. Not a, I, I, yeah, and I have. I can tell you the last movie I saw. Right. Honestly, I could. Are you a reader? No, not really. So you really wash dishes and just I wash dishes and R and D and R and D an yeah. yeah. extremely focused human being. No, not really so much. Fo- I just have a lot of projects going on. Like we're rebuilding this building down here at the end of the street, mm-hmm. and I'm you know that takes a, a lot of my time right now. Right, we've been doing that for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, running a corporation is not a small. Even just running this podcast, we talk about uh, like how much 
you know, it's 30 to 40 hours a week of work on top of jobs. Yeah. And then running something that's a much, much larger entity is going to be super sure. time consuming, I'm sure. sure. Well, you know, and fortunately for me, I have a very, very good crew of people that work for me. I mean, they're tops. They yeah. Are, they're the best. I wouldn't trade a single one of them for anything. They're, they're dedicated, loyal professionals, and they get it done. And it doesn't matter what we do. Like my plant manager this morning was running a bobcat down here. At the, I mean, it's fun for him, but yeah. still. But still, I volunteer for that over the yeah. square to square bicycle ride. Yeah, exactly. And we do, and we do a lot of. They'll tell you we do a lot of crazy, crazy stuff around here. Right. We are really crazy stuff, but uh, you know, it's just kind of our corporate culture. We, You've been really humble about it, but you you also are clearly as a guy who's in management in like in that not different thing, but I manage people, right? You're making good decisions about the people you're bringing around you. Like, I think you've made really good decisions the whole time. You've been really humble and kind of like downplayed it, but you have what you're speaking of is something that you kind of created. And I think that's really cool that you have that view of, I appreciate of the people around you, but they are They're. I mean, they really are. They're good. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're tops. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And you couldn't do it without them. Yeah. It's, Without the right people, it doesn't work. It really doesn't. I mean, it's one of the most important. It took me a long time to learn that uh, because I've never had a business class or a management class in my life. Right. So this is all just kind of made up on the fly. So, you know, <laughs> and I learned everything the hard way. Right. Yeah. So, but uh, that is one thing that I, if you wanted a pearl of wisdom from me, hire the right people every single time. And if you got the wrong one, Cut ties. Cut fast. ties early. Cut yeah. Cut ties early. Yeah. Exactly. So, that's that's awesome. Aaron is going to finish with a final question. Oh. Um, he's going to start. Like, he's going to start a sentence. Do I have to bet all my money? Or? <laughs> <laughs> this well, is an all-in situation. <laughs> this is no limit. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. No, no wrong answers. Mistakes. No wrong uh, answers. He's no, going to start no. a sentence. You just finish it with whatever comes to mind. All right. All right. Yeah, it's simple. Okay. Yep. Okay. I wish I could. Wish I could. Wish I could. That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Interesting sentence. I wish I could. Hmm. I wish I could have a l- large amount of musical talent. Nice. We found the hobby that you want. I love music i like to play music but i stink we played in bands for years and we're really bad i I don't understand (laughs) i I read music and that's the only way i can play it i can't can't feel it i can't and i'll tell you a story back in 2006 um when the housing market crashed um people were selling their houses and when they were they they'd have like baby grand pianos and they'd mm-hmm, just sell them mm-hmm. on craigslist for nothing yeah and i was buying them i, I sent my guys this is how my, my love my guys but i'd send them out there with a flatbed trailer load up a load up a baby grand piano what is it today david yeah i know seriously this is that, the that, opposite that, of employee appreciation oh, yeah. day they, they were, uh, you're getting your licks in here seriously uh-huh so at, at one point, I had like six ba- – that middle area out there was open. And we, we built that in, but it was open. It had about six baby grand pianos in it. And I would, I'd put them back on Craigslist and just I'd just flip them, get them tuned right. up, mess with them, flip them. I just mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And then I'd play them and think I was Liberace or whatever. <laughs> and I was so bad. And one day our uh, 
UPS guy came in, and I knew him because he played football for me when I owned the semi-pro football team here. And he uh, he you had came a semi-pro in. football team. I did, yeah. And uh, he came in, and he sits down. And he goes, "Cool pianos, man. Can I play?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. He's man. He's all over. He's playing everywhere." I was like, "Wow, how long do you take lessons?" Oh, I never took a lesson. I played by ear. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> get out. And I sold every single one of them. I was like, I'm so sad. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's frustrating that some people can actually play music with their brain, and it's just in there, and I have none of that. Not one bit of it. Mm. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill. 